0: Good morning and welcome inside the Fresh Chamber Studios. I'm your host, Brian Rossman, and you're listening to The Chamber Podcast, where every week we bring you a new episode less than 10 minutes in length with tips, tools, and resources to help you grow your chamber. One quick programming note, due to a lot of emails from you, our listeners, we will be returning to our weekly schedule with new episodes coming out every... Wednesday morning, and a special shout out to all the chambers listening this week in Ohio. We had a great time together at their winter conference last week, and it was great to see you guys in person. This week, we've got a special treat for you. Part of my interview with Kyle Sexton, an all-around chamber guru who travels all over the country to speak. He's got a new book coming out. We'll talk a little bit about that. Episode 19 of the Chamber Podcast starts right now.
1: Here's where the magic begins to make change happen.
0: The human voice. It's the most powerful sound in the world. Getting curious about something and diving in. One of the things that I enjoy more than anything else is learning new things.
1: Welcome to the Chamber Podcast.
0: Good morning, Kyle. Welcome to the show. If you had 30 seconds to tell someone what you do for a living, what would you
1: say? i tell them I'm a marketing strategist who also... A speaker and author. I specialize in B2B membership development organizations uh, who are most often nonprofits. And then I'd have 15 seconds to spare, right?
0: You would. I'm quite impressed. <laughs> well, thanks again for being with us this morning. First question is, how do you think Chambers have changed in the last 15 years?
1: 15 years ago, Chambers were uh, serving a, a business clientele that was really just kind of uh, waking up to technology. And now so many of those businesses are specialists in this area or they are their own media outlet. Uh, chambers have to uh, redefine what their value proposition is if they're no longer in the information business. Because actually, no one's no one's in the information business in, anymore because Google is, is in it and we're in the referral age now the information age is over and that's and and that's a that's a major change that not just chambers but their the businesses are all are all realizing now too yeah so in the referral age it becomes less about the information it becomes less about uh data and it becomes more about context and personality and character and values um and this thing that is sometimes difficult to quantify as a marketing pr- proposition, but it's so powerful. And that's this idea that people like me do things like this. You know, people will take the recommendation of a complete stranger rather than go do their own homework, and that 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 demonstrates the power of the referral age. There's so much more. Uh, there's so much more context in a referral, even if it's somebody that you do not know. And that's what um, that's what Yelp and uh, Angie's List are doing and, and you don't have to go back too far in Chamberlain um, you know in the same way that uh, that Maxwell House when executives from Maxwell House coffee drive by a Starbucks they say that should have been us so many chambers of commerce say the same thing about LinkedIn but we have the same opportunity and uh, around referrals and recommendations and then Yelp and Angie's List get in there and um build a business model out of it and uh and and so chambers are again scratching their heads going where where is our place in social media where is our wheres our value when people choose a different network ahead of ours and that's a you know, that's a challenge we have to figure out um, we have to figure out who we're gonna who we're gonna provide value to first as a membership organization and that that forces us to pick some winners and losers and we're not conditioned for that. I mean history and now we're not just talking about 15 years of history. We're talking about we're talking about 50 years of history and some chambers 100 years of history and none of us were around for that previously, but uh the the idea of providing providing value in advance of the transaction the way the economy is moving today and the way that Consumers and members are rewarding organizations. That's something that we've got to wrap our heads around. That is the value of of social media, and, and we just need to pick who is our high value lifetime member.
0: So, how do we do that?
1: You know, really, in order to do that, we need to stop thinking as chambers of commerce and start thinking more like a media outlet because media has a way of picking winners and losers in a story and. Uh, and until we do that, we're not going to pre, pre, present a very compelling story to anybody.
0: You know, Kyle, we, we talk a lot about the challenges that are facing the chamber world, uh, a lot of the frustrations. What are some of the things that you're seeing that are working really well?
1: That's a brilliant question. It's so it's so easy to talk about what's not working in the chamber business, and there's no shortage of people Willing to talk about what's not working, no matter their perspective, if they've been in the business for a year or 20 years. Uh, and at some point, the stuff that's not working becomes white noise. So it really is the smart question to ask what is working. And in order to answer that, we've got to look around the country at the high performers and who's really moving the needle, not just from an organizational standpoint, but on a community standpoint. Um, my first thought is that I, I go. I go to I go to North Carolina where you are, Brian, and I go, I look at I look at um, Aaron Nelson and Chapel Hill, Carrboro Chamber of Commerce. One of the fundamental differences in how he leads and how he manages is that he measures, and he's measuring with a modern system that is adapted to the way that consumers operate. He's using Net Promoter Scores, and I've been talking about Net Promoter Scores for two and a half years and, and Chambers are finally starting to wake up to this idea that we can measure what we're doing that is remarkable enough to promote and that is helping to separate the things that we're doing that are just mediocre or from those that are truly remarkable. Organizations that are using Net Promoter Scores are able to make their best events and programs better. whom they're trying to make it better and that is that's a sweet spot in in any business whether you're a Chamber of Commerce or a tech startup knowing that you're getting better at what you're doing and having a, a way to quantify that to your stakeholders is invaluable otherwise we look like we're just putting butts in seats and say well we we hit our, we hit 90% capacity of all of our seats again this year, and we and we didn't lose money. Okay, well that's one way to measure, but I'm most interested in organizations that are separating between loyalty and satisfaction, because if we can figure out, and and that's what Net Promoter Score does. If we can figure out how to separate our our value front, in these categories of, of, okay, we're good here, we're, we're competent in these areas versus uh, our, where are we remarkable. Now we get closer to the conversation about what's our unique selling proposition, what really is our, is our sweet spot, and, and maybe your value for the one event or program that you want to run that really rocks it isn't so much about the event or the program as much as it is about who it attracts. Because some people just want to be seen in the room with those people. And when you when you figure that out and you've got a way to measure it, quantify it, uh, then you've got a way to communicate it and make it even better and leverage it into something else and turn it into something that is um, that is a brand even, even beyond the, the brand of your, your organization.
0: We'll pick up our conversation with Kyle next week for part two. Kyle has a new book coming out called Follow You Anywhere. You can check it out at his website, KyleSexton.com, And we'll be jumping into that topic next week when we pick up our interview with Kyle. Thanks for tuning in this week. We'll have a special announcement coming next week on the show. So stay tuned for that. If you're behind on listening to the show, we've got each of our first 18 episodes available on our website at chamberpodcast.com. So check them out and we'll see you right back here next week on The Chamber
1: Podcast.